By what name are you known? There are some who call me... Tim? I'm the Chicago Beer Guy, Dave, host of the Beer in Front podcast, available wherever you listen. When you're done listening to Tim's podcast, go to his Buy Me a Coffee page and buy him a lot of coffee. Tim, I love you, brother, but my panic attacks flare up whenever I see that little studio. I'm claustrophobic. Hook Tim up. Buy him a coffee. All right, enough of me. You're listening to 20 Tim Minutes. What is happening, party people? Where the party at? Episode 70-something. Holy crap. 75, right? I don't know. But my name is Tim McCarthy, host of the podcast 20 Tim Minutes. We talk about mental health with humor, insight, and personal stories. Before we get into that, 1-800-273-8255 is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Or we can text the crisis text line at your own will at Text home to 741741 if you live in the North Americas. Thank you to Dave with the Bear in Front podcast. Um, Chicago Bear Guy with a podcast about some old school bears and some new classics. Sometimes the Bear in Front of you is the best one yet. Dave sent me that intro like a while ago, but I don't know how to keep things in order. So his was just sitting in my email for so long. And then I finally messaged him. I was like, hey, did you send me an intro? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, damn. So there's probably like five other people in my email right now that I haven't done my intro because I'm always scrambling to have somebody do it. So if you want to send in an uh, intro, shoot me an email at 2010minutes at gmail.com and uh, I'll hook you up. But yeah, sorry Dave for the delay, but I really appreciate it. He's another OG on Twitter that uh, I linked up with. So check him out if you like some beers and if you like some Chicago uh, deep dish pizza. I'll say this about Chicago deep dish pizza. I'm sorry. I like Chicago. I like being out there, but deep dish pizza is not good. It's like a whole meal. If you if you eat a deep dish pizza with like a Budweiser heavy, you would be full for a week. Um, give me like a New York slice or a Greek slice. That's where I go. To learn more about me, go to 22minutes.com. I have merch on sale. The Functioning Psychopath t-shirt and sweatshirt are still on sale. off if you use the code SMILE. I got other merch on my website as well. $5 t-shirts, hats, you name it. Um, And real quick too, I'm going to start doing this now. I'm going to give this hat away. I got This is only one style of hat that I made. It's a foam and mesh hat, a little trucker hat. 100% of the proceeds I want to raise for the Suicide Prevention Coalition. that uh, The Plymouth County Suicide Prevention Coalition that I do volunteer work for. I want to raise some more money for them like I did with my first t-shirt. So every $5 you donate, um, I'm going to put your name into an entry to win this hat. And uh, I'll send a bunch of other goodies that I have as well. So every $5 that you you donate, um, I will put in one entry for you. And you can do that via PayPal, Venmo. Uh, I think I have a cash app. I don't think so, but we'll figure it out. All that information will be on the internets. And uh, yeah, let's get into the episode. And that's when like a theme song will play right now, but it's not really there. I wanted to talk about assisted suicide. I thought it was a topic that was super interesting to me. Um, It's pretty much dying with dignity is is what they call it. So it's a physician-assisted death or a medical aid in dying, and it's legal in 11 jurisdictions in the U.S. I did not know this. 
California, Colorado, D.C., Hawaii, Montana, Maine, New Jersey, New Mexico, Oregon, Vermont, and Washington. Um, Montana is under court ruling. It's up to the court if they want to do it. But I find that super interesting because I always wondered about that because you have like the whole like I remember as a kid like the whole Dr. Kevorkian thing and I thought as a kid I just thought he was like a a monster like a Mike Myers types monster that he was just going around killing people and I think he did like on his own towards the end of it like at first they tried to book him for it but they didn't have like a law but then he went out and like killed some lady like without consulting anybody I'm pretty sure I could be making that up that's why I'm not a true crime podcast um but yeah and then there's a bunch of other countries that do it too, like Austria, Belgium, Canada, Germany, Luxembourg, the Netherlands, New Zealand, Spain, Switzerland, and parts of Australia. Now, I got this confused with euthanasia and assisted suicide. Um, I guess they're totally different in a way, but they're very similar. Euthanasia, a doctor is allowed by law to end a person's life by a painless means as long as the patient and their family agree. That's euthanasia. Assisted suicide is a doctor assist a patient to commit suicide if they're requested. So I guess it's it's if I go into a place, I'm like, hey, I want to uh, die today, and then they would help me out. But I guess a lot of these are under law, which I thought was even super interesting. In the Netherlands, both euthanasia and assisted suicide are legal if the patient is enduring unbearable suffering and there is no prospect of improvement. Anyone from the age of 12 can request this. If you're 11 years old, you cannot request this. But parental consent is required if the child is under 16. Kind of fucking crazy, right? There are a number of checks and balances, which I don't know what that means, including that doctors must consult with at least one other uh, independent doctor or whether patient meets the necessary criteria. I find that very, very uh, crazy to me. I, I didn't know that it was this legal around the world. But I get it. It's like, I don't like to compare animals to people, even though I kind of like animals sometimes a little bit more. But it's kind of like when you have to put a dog down when it's like the quality of life isn't good. So I was wondering and asking people if they agreed with it. And the majority of people online, I would say all of them said that it definitely is case by case. And it depends on the situation and the scenario. But I think in my life, if I was at the end and I, I had a terminal illness and I wasn't going to get better... I think I would ask for it. I don't. That's the one thing I don't want to do, and I never like seeing people suffer. So I can get it if it's if everyone can agree on it, and the doctors agree on it, and if there's a court involved and they can agree on it, then again, yeah, why not? It's pretty much what they're doing, and pretty much on the other side of the world as well. So I I don't like to ever give my opinion on things, but I do think that is a that is something that should be taken care of, and if you wanted to do it, you can do it. You can't just go in and be like, yeah, I'll take out one suicide, please. Yeah, just do it as quick as you can. The painless way is the way to go. I know there's like pills and um, you can take, but like lethal injection for like uh, for prisoners, that must not go well. Like they're like, okay, you're on death row. We're going to put you with a lethal injection. Is that euthanasia? That must be euthanasia, right? A doctor is a lot, but it's not painless means. So that's just straight up killing you. A lethal injection in jail. They're just going up and murdering you because you murdered a bunch of people. But he had a great personality, though. Um, isn't that weird with uh, people with great personalities? You can't. That's like one of the things you can't say about yourself. Like, oh, I have a great personality because that's weird. But then again, I think about it. If you don't think you have a great personality, you probably don't have a great personality. You know what I'm saying? It kind of doesn't make sense when I explain it, but... 
I've been told I have a great personality and like I know other people do. So like I think I have a good personality for the most part. But there's people out there that don't have that type of conversation. So they must have a bad personality. Oh, they say like, oh, I think I have a good personality. And then once if someone was like, no, you don't. It's going to be an awkward conversation. I think everyone has the potential to be, have a good personality. And, it, and it, you can say it, it's case by case, but not really. I think a great personality means you can adapt to a lot of people. I'm not saying like I have a great personality in the sense of like, oh, everyone likes me because I know they don't. Um, but yeah, I always thought that was kind of funny. I was thinking about that on my ride home today. It's also like 2 a.m. right now while I'm recording this episode. Um, cause I always wait to last minute cause, uh, past Tim always likes to fuck over future Tim. Now I looked into this, you know how I am with my, uh, my little, what are those things called? The acronyms. There's a new one guys. Who? It's not who it's the CUD, the cannabis use disorder. Uh, marijuana for medical use may result in rapid onset of cannabis use disorder, which I didn't think was a real thing. So let's dive into that. A new study using marijuana to treat Pain, anxiety, and depression failed to address symptoms but doubled the risk of developing cannabis use disorder. People who are using marijuana for anxiety and depression were at greatest risk of developing CUD. Given the high risk of CUD when using medical marijuana for pain, anxiety, and depression, additional support may be needed. I didn't know this either. Weed is legal medically in 38 states. CUD was introduced in the DSM-5, which always comes up. (laughs) The DSM-5. Um, they used to have it separated to two different disorders, cannabis abuse and cannabis dependence, which, uh, they just morphed into one now. I didn't think that weed was addictive, but I guess it is now. I feel like, like everyone always back in the day when we went, we went to dare, they'd be like, yeah, weed is a gateway drug. I think everything can be a gateway drug. You sniff white out and you get high. You're like, all right, I'm going to stop doing Coke or something like that. Obviously, if you have a problem with weed, um, definitely you should go get help. But I never thought of it like that. Um, And there's like 11 different things that you would know if you have CUD. And a couple of them, I'm not going to go over all of them. But problems at work and school, I think, is a huge one. If if you're smoking too much and you're not doing well in your professional life, that's probably a big, big sign. Uh, Difficulty controlling or cutting down cannabis, uh, spending a lot of time with cannabis use. Uh, taking cannabis in high-risk situations, tolerance to cannabis, and then withdrawal when discontinuing cannabis. I looked that up like very quickly, and it was pretty much just like your appetite, sleep, and like your mood changes. So that's a withdrawal from, um, I can't even say that word, withdrawal, droll. Um, But yeah, I found that super interesting. And it is mild, moderate, and severe symptoms. If you have two to three mild, four to five moderate and six or more symptoms uh, is severe. So I want to say a lot of people out there are probably severe cuds. You're a severe cud. Um, And if you have problems, you should go get help. Um, I'm not making fun of that when people have addictions, but I do find it just super interesting. But this is where it gets weird. I read this. People are smoking toad venom. It's the hottest new trend in psychedelics. See, that's another thing. It's it's not the weed anymore. It's like this DMT and like these hallucinogens and like microdosing or macro dosing. I don't know. So like cud's a problem, but people are just straight up licking toads and that's fine. Venom from the Sonoran Desert toad contains a psychoactive compound that can be ingested to induce a powerful psychedelic experience. While illegal in US, <laughs> really? 
The substance is gaining popularity and research on its active ingredients shows potential for treating depression. There's always like a start to something, like the chicken or the egg. Who's out there smoking toad venom? That's like, yo, dude, you gotta smoke toad venom, dude. It's gonna help your depression. Like, that sentence is fucking bananas, okay? Like, experts want to keep in mind the safety environmental concerns associated with toad venom. Yeah, toad venom. Like, straight up licking toads. Like, again, I don't know how, like, how do you even get that? Like, where can I go find toad venom? If I start asking for toad venom, is somebody going to be able to find it? And all these psychedelic drugs that people are doing, I guess it works. But to what extent, I guess? I guess with psychedelics, can you be addicted to psychedelics? You probably can, right? You can be addicted to anything, I've come to realize with addiction, um, which is uh, which is also super interesting. It's super interesting. I keep saying super interesting, but it's super interesting. I have a great personality. Um, I want to go over the myths of bipolar. I know I was going to keep on talking about this. Um, one of the myths I read was bipolar disorder equals swinging between depression and aggression. False. The fact is mood shifts caused by bipolar disorder exist on a broad spectrum. It's actually inaccurate to say all people with bipolar disorder go back and forth from mania to depression. I'm going to go over these real quick. Um, I do this a lot, but for the sake of people joining the podcast later in the game, Bipolar 1 disorder, bipolar 2 disorder, and cyclotomia, cyclotomia, cyclothymia. Um, bipolar 1, you must have episodes of mania. Bipolar 1 disorder may include depression, but it's not necessarily to receive a diagnosis. Bipolar 2, which I have, uh, you must be both hypomania, which is a less severe presentation of mania, and depression, which may be severe. Yeah, that's your boy. And then, uh, cyclothymia. I have it written on the YouTube. That's how you spell it. Uh, only some symptoms of hypomania and some symptoms of depression are needed to receive a diagnosis. These symptoms occur at the same time for periods on and off within a two-year phase each time. Uh, cyclothymia. No. Cyclothymia. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, guys. I actually wrote it out the way you're supposed to pronounce it, and I don't think I even did that right. Cyclothymia. Is a rare mood disorder. Uh, it causes emotional ups and downs, but they're not as extreme as those in bipolar 1 or 2 disorder. With it, you experience periods of mood noticeably shifts up and down from your baseline. Um, in all three types of this bipolar, I'm going to go over that mania versus hypomania for the people that don't know. In all these three types and that new one, the C disorder, I'm going to call it the C disorder because I can't pronounce it. The cyclotymia, cyclotomia. Fuck. This episode's going off the rails. In all three types of bipolar disorder, when a person is not having an episode, they experience what's called euthymia. Euthymia. I can say that one, uh, which is simply a calm state. I'm learning about this too, and it's like how many times I, I dig deep into bipolar, there's always something I, I learn new. Uh, while depression is among, among the most commonly experienced mental health condition, mania is rarer and less understood by the general public. And that's people listening right now is like, oh, what's the difference between mania and hypomania? So let me tell you. I'll let you know right now. Stay tuned. Uh, mania and hypomania different with, differ with respect to duration, intensity, and functional impairment. The duration in mania, an elevated or irritable mood lasts at least one week, which is terrifying. In hypomania, symptoms last for at least four days, which I deal with hypomania. 
if I had full blown mania, God damn. Uh, the intensity and mania symptoms are severe, and in hypomania, they are mild to moderate. Functional impairment and mania, critical life activities such as work and social relationships are impaired. In hypomania, there is no functional impairment, which I can go to work. And there's days that when I go to work, it's not as good uh, for me. That's why I think personal um, sick days for mental health uh, should be used by everybody that needs them. Obviously, everyone... Um, abuses things from time to time. Um, but yeah, if you ever need a mental health day from work, just take it. And if they call you out, you got to let them know. I, again, I can't tell you what to do, but I let my job know about my my issue and my disorder because I, I think it's a load off my back. And it's not an excuse for any way I act, which I'm pretty good at work. I don't let, let my bipolar creep out too, too much. But I can tell you that people at work probably notice when I'm not in a good mood where they go, is everything all right? And I'm like, yeah, everything's good. And my neck is twisting around like an owl. Who? Um, but that's a big debate I see on some Facebook groups I'm a part of. There's a bipolar Facebook group I just joined. And a lot of them are scared. And for a sense, I, like I, I'm scared too for the fact of like um, getting promoted for something or being judged. But then again, I'm pretty much safe from uh, getting fired over it. Because uh, then that's when you start suing and call uh, Jim Sokoloff or Attorney Barry Feinstein. I don't know if those people exist in your world, but those are the two attorneys in Massachusetts that we see on commercials. Hi, I'm Attorney Barry Feinstein, and I will not rest until I'm absolutely convinced. You guys don't get that reference, and I apologize that I kept going with that. Um, yeah, so today was a good episode with learning stuff. So the assisted suicide is super interesting. I would love to know what you guys think about that. Medical marijuana, uh, if you abuse it too much, you got CUD, which is cannabis use disorder. And then with the myths of bipolar, um, swinging between depression and aggression isn't as easy as you think. It's like a long process. I've been pretty um, pretty even right now uh, as of late. I'm very happy with that. But there's always that corner that I'm scared of, man, of like dropping into depression or getting hypomanic. Um, but yeah, so I do appreciate you guys checking out another episode. There's this new app I saw that I signed up for. It's called Psyche. And it's kind of like a little community where you talk about um, mental health issues. And depending on what type of mental health issue you want to talk about or have, you can chat with other people. It's, it's fairly new. And they give you resources for help or anything. Obviously, see a doctor if you have really issues. But I would say go out and check out this app, Psyche. Go get give that a download. Um, I'm trying. It's brand new. And let me know what you think about that. I want to talk about more about mania next week and more hypomania because I want to really hammer that in because I'm still learning. There's the C word I learned and there's the E word I learned. I got to go to an English class. The English language is very difficult. I'm from America and I can barely speak uh, English. And then people give people shit when they come over. It's like, speak American. Speak it. Like, dude, we have three words that is, that's there. There's there, there, and there. And people are going to be fucking confused about it. You like what I did there? <laughs> um, so here's my Tim's tip. Take more photos in life. I used to have a camera, like a real camera. I would take photos all the time. Now I'm always on my phone. Take more photos for memories. That's my Tim's tip of the day. Three things I'm grateful for. My health, because I'm trying to get back into shape. 
my bed because I can't wait to sleep in it. It was one of those box beds that like I opened up and it was like that scene in Who Framed Roger Rabbit when they take the uh, tire out of the, the trunk and it like goes wicked big. That's how that bed was when I opened it. And then my mood as of late, I'm very grateful for how I've been acting and, and dealing with things and my relationships with everybody. The new weather, the nice weather is really helping me go forward in life and very excited to see where things go. But I thank you guys for checking out another episode of 2010 Minutes. Be sure to follow me on all social media, 2010 Minutes. Go download the 2010 Minutes app. Come say hi to me. Um, I'm always down to hear about people listening to the podcast because I'm always surprised when someone runs into me like, hey, man, I like your podcast. I'm like, thanks, man. How about you tell me uh, another time online so I, I need instant gratification. But I love you guys and have a go. We're clear. This is like a real, um, someone at work was talking about embarrassing stories you wouldn't tell anybody out of context. And there's this one time I went to like an after school program and there was this girl that was really pretty and I was like trying to talk to her and I finally talked to her. And while I was talking to her, she noticed something on my finger, my index finger, and it was a dried up booger. And she made fun of me so bad in front of all these other girls that I was uh, very embarrassed and I will never forget that. So yeah, good old booger fingers, Tim. Have a good one. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. If you are feeling suicidal, please dial 911.